0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, October 21st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Dalley. Here's today's headlines. Newsom tackles port congestion. Feinstein joins water fight. Curtailments could ease an uncertain path for beef bill. Newsom issues order to ease port congestion. Governor Newsom yesterday issued an executive order aimed at alleviating the state's port congestion and tackling a shortage of truck drivers. The order directs state agencies to develop long-term proposals for supply chain issues that can be addressed in the governor's January budget proposal. Newsom called California's ports critical to state and local economies and vowed to seek innovative solutions to the global disruptions. The agencies are expected to find land to store containers, increase weight limits for trucks, and create workforce training programs. The Ag Council, wine grape growers, and several business groups worried the actions would not come quickly enough convening task force in 2022, delaying urgent actions for at least a month, and pushing funding discussions to the January budget proposal do not provide the sense of urgency needed, the group's write in a letter to Newsom. Instead, they ask he declare clear a state of emergency at the ports, suspend new labor laws on warehouse workers and independent contractors, relax new clean air requirements, and streamline environmental reviews. They reason that cargo ships idling off the coast have already set back California's environmental goals. There is absolutely no available capacity in the warehousing sector due to the difficulty in developing any new capacity, they write. Keep in mind, Newsom told NBC's Chuck Todd yesterday he anticipates another windfall budget surplus for next year. Feinstein joins call for delaying Delta pumping plan. Senator Dianne Feinstein joined Three Valley representatives in urging state and federal administrations to delay implementing a new joint operating plan for water projects. There has been limited analysis and disclosure of the plan's impacts and a lack of consultation with affected interest, reads a letter from the lawmakers. They call for a more thorough analysis and alternative options that have been carefully vetted with the parties involved. They expect the added consultation could be done before the winter pumping season begins in January. There's simply too much at stake to rush this plan, they argue. California Farm Water Coalition Director Mike Wade, meanwhile, called the plan, quote, a potential disaster for thousands of California farmers. He said it would set endangered species management back a decade to a calendar-based approach rather than through adaptive management. Wade said this runs counter to the voluntary agreements currently under negotiation. With new storms, state could soon ease curtailments. As a bomb cyclone heads toward northern California this week, state water board staff will be watching closely in anticipation of runoff to replenish reservoirs during a board hearing this week they promised to have answers soon on when and where curtailments could be lifted we are actively working on that question right now said eric ekdahl deputy director of the division of water rights ekdahl added that things are looking very very encouraging for modifying the level and depth of curtailments substantially so in some watersheds House Ag Moving Series of Bills. The House Ag Committee is slated to take up seven pieces of legislation today, that including some priority issues for the top two members of the committee. Committee Chair David Scott of Georgia, the leading sponsor of a bill that would expand scholarships to historically black land grant institutions. The committee senior Republican, Representative Glenn G.T. Thompson of Pennsylvania, has a bill to research and manage the spread of chronic wasting disease in deer, elk, and moose. The bills also include the beef contract reporting bill that we reported yesterday. It's aimed at increasing price transparency. And what's next? Well, an extension of the livestock mandatory reporting law could serve as a vehicle for moving the contract library bill across the House floor. But industry groups may be reluctant to back that approach unless there's broad congressional support. We would be a little bit concerned with anything that could weigh down LMR's chances of getting extended because without LMR, the number one transparency tool that we have available to us today automatically goes away. And that's not something we are willing to play around with, says Tanner Beamer, a lobbyist with the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. There's a similar contract library bill in the Senate that pursues wider reforms. The holdout? Well, the House bill is backed by several groups, including the U.S. Cattlemen's Association, as well as NCBA. But a third producer group, RCAF USA, is not on board. RCAF CEO Bill Bullard tells Agripulse that broader marketplace reform is needed first. Adding transparency to a market that's dysfunctional will have little value, Bullard said. Ag productivity far off needed pace, that according to new data. Agriculture productivity worldwide isn't growing nearly fast enough to keep up with the global demand for food in 2050 amid the impact of climate change. That according to an annual report that incorporates fresh data from USDA. USDA. The 2021 Global Agricultural Productivity Report, released each year by Virginia Tech with support from major agribusiness firms and non-governmental organizations, says productivity is growing at an annual rate of 1.36%. That's well below the rate of 1.73% needed to keep up with rising food demand between now and 2050. The new estimate of actual annual growth is based on data from 2001 through 2019 that USDA's Economic Research Service will publish in the coming days and is sharply lower than the estimate of 1.63% in the 2020 Gap report. The main reason for the lower ERS estimate of ag productivity was the incorporation of new data on agricultural capital. You can read our full report at AgriPulse.com. FDA Pesticide Residue Findings Remain Low FDA has issued its latest annual report on pesticide residues in foods, this one covering testing that occurred during the 2019 fiscal year. Overall, about 1% of domestic samples and 11% of samples of imported products had chemical residue that violated EPA limits. Nearly three-quarters of the samples were taken from imports. These results are consistent with the trend of low levels of pesticide residue violations over the past eight years, the agency said. FDA is doing some additional sampling this year for cabbage, lemons, lettuce, and soybeans. The extra testing is targeting to commodities with violation rates near 10 percent and imported foods where FDA has relatively few samples. Drought leads to tight hay stocks. Hay prices have been on a steep rise since May as stocks continue to tighten amid drought conditions. That according to a new analysis by Robobank, alfalfa prices rose 13.6 percent from May through August and they are expected to go higher. Governors in Wyoming, Montana, South Dakota and North Dakota have eased regulations on truckers to speed hay deliveries. Alfalfa exports this year are relatively flat, except for shipments to China, according to the report. FCC announces over $500 million in rural broadband funding. Internet service providers in 19 states will be receiving $554 million in funding through the Federal Communications Commission's Rural Digital Opportunity Fund. FCC noted yesterday that 11 broadband providers who have been selected in the third round of funding will be serving about 180,000 locations with gigabit service, which is equal to download speeds of 1,000 megabits per second. Broadband is an essential service, and during the pandemic, we've seen just how critical it is for families, schools, hospitals, and businesses to have affordable Internet access. That FCC acting chairwoman Jessica Rosenworcel in a statement. You can read our full report at AgriPulse.com. Here's today's they said it. We call on regulators, our legislative partners, and state leaders to join us and bring home the bacon for California residents. That Assembly member Adam Gray of Merced, Republican Assembly member Heath Flora of Ripon and member, Carlos Villaputa of Bakersfield in an op-ed on the Bacon Gate fallout from the state's Proposition 12 animal welfare. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, October 21st. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.